Mr. Gambini, your witness. Mr. Tipton, when you viewed the defendants walking from their car into the sack of suds, what angle was your point of view? They was kind of walking toward me when they entered the store. And when they left, what angle was your point of view? They was kind of walking away from me. So would you say you got a better shot at them going in and not so much coming out? You could say that. I did say that. Would you say that? Yeah. Is it possible the two youths... Uh, uh, to what? Uh, uh, what was that word? Uh, what word? To what? What? Did you say utes? Yeah, two utes. What is a ute? Oh, excuse me, Your Honor. Two youths. You are listening to another Wild Hair episode with Sonny Hollywood Pooney on Growing Up Rock. Now crank it up. <laughs> to another Wild Hair episode. This one's special. Normally I'm the youngest and best-looking co-host on Grown Up Rock, but today, well, here's his resume. Road scholar, bass player, golfer, singer, avid reader, and all-around good guy, my handsome 19-year-old son, Anthony, welcome to the show. What's up? That's it? That's what you're going to say? Do you want me to say more? I yeah, could. That would be nice. I it could say the rest the of my resume. Oh, no, that's okay. Don't say the rest of your resume. We don't got all day. <laughs> um, anyway, I gave Anthony 50-plus songs to listen to on Spotify. By the way, if you want to listen to those songs, the playlist is called Hollywood Cartel Playlist by Sonny Pooney. The link is in the show notes. I asked him to pick his favorites, and we are going to play some of those with a few surprises thrown in. To get some context of Anthony's relationship with music, let's start here. Anthony, do you remember how you got into music? It was always in the home, as well as I would like to say I have a natural inclination towards music. Okay, no big words here. No words over like six letters. Can you make that happen? 
Shoot, I want to say predisposition, but that's also a big word. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So music was in the house? Yeah, music was always in the house. I always gravitated towards music. But the most important thing that I always found is that I found something that I could like and really think about and respond to. Finding music that really worked with me and something that I could really look up to, aspire to, and once I started playing bass, something that I could try to play always gave me a challenge, an opportunity, something that I just wanted to do. Do you remember some of the first songs you heard? I mean, apart from kids' songs, it's all Christian music and 80s rock at this point. What do you mean kids' songs? Oh, like the K-bop stuff? Oh, yeah, K-bop and then the Wiggles, I guess. Teletubbies, oh. maybe? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> all right, so you're in your senior year of college. Anything crazy planned? I mean, for most people, I guess this is crazy. I'm going to stay disciplined, stay focused, look to the present, but also look to the future. I guess that's crazy for some people. That's not very rock and roll. You know that, right? You know we're on a rock podcast, right? Yeah. Okay. By keeping to some rules, that seems a little crazy. <laughs> All right. And what's the plan after getting your degree? We'll talk about your degree in a little bit, but what's your plan after getting the degree? Well, it seems deceptively linear. Law school, lawyer, judge... Supreme Court of the United States. It's pretty simple. We'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> What's the best thing about graduating from college and how is it different than high school? I have to start with the latter. So it's different in the sense that now when I'm at school, since there is an eight hour physical distance between my first family and my second family, but these people have become my second family. So that's something I'm excited to graduate from college is this second family is going to be a lot more global than I think my first one is. They're all in one place. But this second family, I'll be able to find them all over the world and maybe have some great times with them all over the world. Give us one word that describes you. Logical. Really? I was thinking studious. What do they call a person that buttons all the way to their top button? What's that, stuffy? I don't think I'm allowed to say that word. <laughs> okay, don't say it. I don't want your mom to get us in trouble. <laughs> All right, so obviously you're studious. Besides academics and school, what other activities are you involved in? Well, now most of my activities are in terms of school. So I guess the, all the bands, I think I'm in five at the moment. And then also I'm in a couple history and political science groups. I'm that old lady. I'm in a couple book clubs as well. Keeping myself busy. All right. That sounds like fun. Well, that's a little bit about Anthony. And we're going to be doing some uh, growing up lightning round type stuff throughout the episode. So you can learn a little bit more about him. But for now. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. For our Crank It Up Spotlight today, we're going to go with a band called The Unity. Third album by a German band formed in 2016. The members, and I'm going to butcher these names, Italian vocalist Gian Bastista Manetti, drummer Michael Ehrer, and I guess he's been in Primal Fear, Gamma Ray, Firewind, guitarist Henjo Richter, who's been in Gamma Ray, a guitarist that's just named Steph, thank God, at least that one's easy to pronounce, a bassist, Jogi Swears, and keyboardist, Shauna Onan. God, I hope I never run into any of these people, because I'm just going to have to say, hey, you. That was terrible, Hollywood.
The only name you pronounce correctly was Steph. Come on, you are better than that. Um, but anyway, uh, Anthony, you chose this song off the playlist. What did you like about it? So when I first got into the song, I just noticed it was physically energizing. I didn't really want to go punch a wall, but I definitely wanted to get up and do something, not just sit there and listen to the song. As I got through the rest of the song, it kind of fell into that subgenre of epic rock, which I somehow fell upon when I was listening to a bunch of bands. You would send all like a bunch of German, Swedish, Norwegian bands. They just happened to fall under this like epic. I feel like it could be a symphonic or an orchestral tune. Great for a movie. And then a last thing is there's this Norwegian opera rock band by Jorn Lond. And they have this song called Swing of Death, and his, and his guy sounds just like him. And oh. I love that song, so I love this song. I didn't understand half the words you said. Like I said, no words more than six letters long. But anyways, <laughs> Anthony has spoken, so here are the German rockers, The Unity, with a song off their new album called Pride, released in March 2020, called Hands of Time. <laughs>
So I asked you to share your top five bands. So in no particular order, you shared with me Iron Maiden, Hall of Notes, Journey, Billy Joel, and the Winery Dogs. So obviously all the brainwashing worked. Uh, tell me what you like about each band or artist. So I guess I'll just start with the order that they came in. So for Iron Maiden, as a bass player, I absolutely love Iron Maiden. Dad, you and I disagree on this one, but I liked Iron Maiden better with Paul Diano, not because he actually was singing, but because he wasn't singing. <laughs> we agree with that part. <laughs> yeah, I love the instrumental stuff. I do agree the second singer, he was... Way better. Bruce Dickinson, by the Bruce, way. Oh, okay. okay. Bruce Dickinson. Way better singer. But that's the problem. I don't want him to sing. I want to hear the bass part. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's good. Can you, you can play some of those parts? Yeah, I can play most of them. And it's simple, but the technique is still... You got to practice it a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here is Anthony with a little Phantom of the Opera. can be said that is bad about them because i've listened to them on recordings we've listened to them through concerts on dvds i'm speechless <laughs> and it's such a great challenge for my range which is a little bit lower than daryl hall oh singing range yeah oh, singing you can't range. hit those notes oh, of course i can't i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> how about journey as a lover of history it also falls into loving music history and just seeing the importance of Journey throughout the 80s, 90s, 00s, the 10s, and I guess now into the 20s again. Journey is just such an important band to rock, pop, every genre I can think of, or even kids today know who Journey is. They know their popular songs because they're just that timeless. We haven't seen them live, right? I don't think you so. You haven't, yeah. How about Billy Joel? Good Lord, he's older than Dirt. Yeah, you but like him. he's in my range, and he's got infectious tunes, so I can oh. sing along to it. So you can sing it, that's what it is. Oh, of course. Okay. It's okay. great. That was one of the reasons I liked Hollow Notes, by the way. <laughs> and then the Winery Dogs, where'd they come from? Oh, and you've seen them live. I think we've seen them. No. Twice, probably, with us. Yes, yeah. I think so. Well, with the Winery Dogs, it's a three-piece of legendary musicians. Now that's, seeing them absolutely changed my view on live music, because they are so good. And they don't need 12 people, tons of flashing lights. We show them, what, Yoshi's? Yeah. Where they're in a little corner, <laughs> and they're just going nuts. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I like all five bands, and 2.33 of them are in my top 10 of all time. The .33 is the amazing Richie Kotzen, who's the lead singer and guitarist for the Winery Dogs. Off their self-titled 2013 release, here is Time Machine. <laughs> Time to keep 
Adidas, Nike, or Under Armour? Nike. Why? Because I wear it, but I don't really care. You don't really care. Whatever cheaper. What do, what's your uh, What do your friends wear? Are they Adidas, Nike, or Under Armour, or do they care? I see a lot more Vans. You see a lot more Vans. Yeah, okay. but I don't wear those anymore. Okay. Electric bass, upright bass, or acoustic guitar? Oh, that's so hard. Dang, I like all three. So, gotta choose one. I guess for longevity's sake, I'll choose electric bass. That's because the upright bass is a pain to move around? Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so awkward. <laughs> but it's so much fun. All right, so name some celebrities, male and female, that are resonating with 19-year-old in college. I feel like I'm a terrible person to ask this, because I don't really do or care about modern stuff. I mean, I love Tom Hanks, but I don't know if 19-year-olds love Tom <laughs> Hanks, or The Rock, or Leo DiCaprio. So you got a little bit of an old soul. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like Humphrey Bogart, oh, Casablanca. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's your favorite movie. Of course it is. I, you know, I've never seen that movie. Well, we can fix that. <laughs> There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. <laughs> so, let me ask you. I believe that when you get older, you continue to love and listen to the music you listened to in the high school years. You may discover new music every once in a while, but your high school stuff is the staples of your life. What do you think about that? I think it's possible, but I've seen a lot of people who, like, they found their genre in middle school, or some who... When they got to college, they kind of just want to put away everything from before. So yeah, for me, probably high school, or even as early as middle school, because your brainwashing was very effective. <laughs> but for some people, they wanted to listen to like 90s punk in high school, and then when they get to college, they clean up, and they become a totally different person, or they get into death metal or like harder rock, I guess. Yeah. You've probably never heard this before, but any idea what sequencing an album means? Vaguely? What, what do you think it means? Determining what, in what order the song should go in? Do you care? I do. Why? Because some albums today still have the decency to actually have a story going through the entire album. That's wow. something I think, well, we've lost in terms of just giving singles now. Yeah. Like, it's great to have 12 great songs, but I've seen albums through my classes. I took one class in high school. I think it was History of American Pop Through Music. So I saw throughout... 60s, 70s, 80s, albums that actually had a story, and that is so much cooler. Well, you can make Steven a happy man, because I think sequencing doesn't matter, because it doesn't matter. But Steven does, so you can make Steven a very happy man. <laughs> you know why? Because sequencing does not matter. So the next song we're going to play is actually a song from my high school senior year. So what did you like about this song? When I noticed with this song, as soon as it started... I just wanted to have that, like, mean mug, and just, like, it felt like blues, just, like, backbeat. Is blues like, wants to give you a mean mug? Well, not necessarily a mean mug, but that, I don't even know that face. You know that face. You give it all the time. <laughs> the I'm mad face or the I'm happy face? Oh, oh, you're talking about the 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 head nodding, uh, lips out like Mick Jagger face. You're talking about that face. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you even know who Mick Jagger is? I do, but I'm not a big uh, fan. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, for everybody out there, we're talking about Tesla's classic song. So here you go, Modern Day Cowboy.
Pepsi, Coke, or Dr. Pepper? Oh, shoot. You don't give easy questions, do you? No. You know soda's bad for you, right? Of course it is, but you didn't give me an option of water. (laughs) Pepsi, Coke, or Dr. Pepper? Pepsi. Pepsi, all right. Suits, leverage, or white collar? Oh, my gosh. Those are TV shows for those, Steven, who doesn't watch TV and has no idea what some of these TV shows are. He doesn't watch TV? He watched TV, but I said I asked him one time, hey, that show Modern Family. He goes, what's Modern Family? I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Wow, Steven, you're <laughs> dropping the ball, man. I know. So anyway, suits, leverage, or white collar? I'm going to have to go with white collar. White collar, all right. So how are TVs and movies introducing you to classic music? Like, how's it keeping it alive for you? I guess the best example of that is Marvel's done it really well in terms of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh, yeah. Their soundtracks are almost entirely classic rock, and they have a a little bit of modern music in them, but they are all classics. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, he has a tape player. You even know, have you ever seen a cassette tape? Do you know what a cassette tape is? I know what it is. I don't think I've ever seen one. Uh, You've seen CDs. Yes. Have you ever seen an 8-track? I think my teacher brought it in one class. (laughs) And do you know what an album is? Of course. Like an LP? Yeah, records? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't own any, though. I don't think so. (laughs) Okay. So, do you stream? You use Spotify. Yes. Now, why do you stream? Why do you think people stream instead of, like, buy their own CDs or go out and buy records? I think it's a simple answer for most of society right now, is it's a matter of convenience. People no longer have these deep, thought-out reasons of why they do stuff. They're just like, is it faster, cheaper, not a hassle? Okay, let's do it. But I do think that is a double-edged sword, because in that, then you're screwing musicians out of money that is rightly theirs. Are all your friends basically streaming, or do you have that roommate that's like, nope, we're playing albums only, or we're playing CDs only? I don't have a roommate that does that. I would like to have one like that who's just die-hard originalist, but I do have friends that love to go to concerts, so we are able to, at least in some way, support uh, local musicians yeah that's good all right so for all the streamers out there they want to try before you buy here's a great song by a band called rated x uh formed in 2013 this is one of frontiers records projects that serafino puts together the band is vocalist jolyn turner guitarist carl cochran who was an ace fraley fretless bass monster tony franklin who's been in the firm blue murder white snake the iconic drummer carbon apiece apathy depending on who you believe carbon really hollywood it's carmine apiece just ask him that's how he pronounces it uh, who was in vanilla fudge rod stewart ozzy blue murder um, and is produced by the uber talented alessandro del vecchio and mixed by the incredible pat regan so Get Back My Crown is the song by Rated X. Here you go. Dreams. 
Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. So I asked you, Anthony, to share your favorite singers. You listed Dennis, I think it's Shunke from Van Canto. I don't even know what that is. Daryl Hall, Russell Allen, which I thought was the wrong Russell Allen because it's Russell Allen Tompkins Jr. from the Stylistics. Frank Sinatra, okay. Richie Kotzen, Gene Simmons. Wow, favorite singers? Uh, Ralph Sainz from Steel Panther. You listen to Steel Panther? So... Tell me a little bit about all these guys, like some of these people. Who's the Van Canto guy? Like, I don't know what that is. What is that? So Van Canto falls into that subgenre of epic rock, but also it's, to my understanding, besides like drums, all of the instruments, quote unquote, are voiced. So it's a couple people singing. I guess it's more like acapella, I really? guess. But, it's, but it's rock. The, is the name of the band? Yes. Oh, I've never heard that. We gotta, we gotta check that out. Yeah, it's... It's really good. And you would think like acapella is like barbershop, but no, it's like double hole. What is the drums? The dub, double, double bass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like super fast, hard metal with a bunch of voices. Wow. It's okay. crazy. I got to check that out. Maybe we'll we'll play a little clip right here. <laughs> Alan Tompkins Jr. So there's a Russell Allen in the rock world, uh, but Russell Allen Tompkins Jr. from the Stylistics is he, is he the Stylistic has two or three lead singers or just one? I'm not sure. Okay, but he's he, is he the high guy? I think so. Oh, okay, okay, and that's just because you like Motown, basically. Motown, yeah, and then the You Make Me Feel Brand New that oh, song, okay. yeah. Sinatra, your sister's into Sinatra too. What is that all about? What what's with the lounge music? I don't understand. Well, I mean, he's like the beginnings of jazz. So, and he's a crooner, and he's within my range, and he's it's catchy music. Alrighty then, uh, Richard Cotton, We already know Gene. Really, is that just because of War Machine? Yeah. Okay, and then Steel Panther. You know, I said you're a good guy at the beginning. <laughs> you're a little bit of a goody two shoes, a little bit. Uh, I'm surprised you like Steel Panther. Goody two shoes, not a bad thing. Uh, it's I'm an a odd bad thing. influence. I know that. I'm. I'm a. Uh, yeah, it's an odd thing, but I'm a bad influence. That's <laughs> probably odd too. But Steel Panther doesn't usually go with folks that are a little on the good side, I guess, because Steel Panther has some interesting songs. That's fair, and I don't like all their songs. Okay, but okay. the singer, in his own right, he's quite talented. So even though some of the songs um I got a, some weird faces too, it still <laughs> is very very well done music. Okay, okay. 
I also had you listen to three Van Halen songs. So the three were One I Want with Gary Sharon singing, Run Around with Sammy singing, and Unchained by Dave Lee Roth. So first of all, rank the songs from worst to best. What was the worst out of those three to you? To me, it was the one I want. And what was the second? I would say second is Unchained. Okay, and Run Around was number one. Yeah. And then rank the three vocalists. Is that the same? Who was the worst out of these three? The worst for me, I know I'm going to get booed off the stage here, is David Lee Roth. I would have said the same. Okay, Who was great. second? Is Sammy. Sammy. Oh, so you got you like Gary Sharon the best. That's just because I've been listening to More Than Words from Extreme. It's like, <laughs> I can't get out of my head. So even though the song was the worst, he's just so good. Yeah. But see, Stephen, David Lee Roth is still last. Hello. <laughs> a Y2K's kid's opinion. There you go. Um, so anyway, we were talking about Russell Allen Tompkins Jr. Well, like I said, there is a Russell Allen in the rock metal world too. So here's Adrenaline Mob with the Billy Idol classic, Rebel Yell. <laughs>
or a good steak? Can I say all three? No. Sushi. Sushi? That's new though, right? Yeah, that's new. Because I used to not like fish, cooked or uncooked. <laughs> but sushi? Yeah, Come on. You've been more adventurous lately with the sushi. Certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Blackjack, categories, or Pictionary? Blackjack. Blackjack? Any idea how early in life you learned how to count to 21? <laughs> Probably before I was 21 months old. 21 months old. <laughs> We've been playing blackjack at the house for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I can remember you getting punched multiple times when I was younger playing blackjack with people. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what do you remember about Guitar Hero? That I was good at it. Yeah? Did it at least keep you interested in music? Oh, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I played Guitar Hero well before I even thought about playing an instrument. And there were some Aussie songs on Guitar Hero, because we had them all. There was like five or six, probably ten different ones. What did you like about this Aussie song we're about to play? Well, of course, most of Aussie stuff that I can remember, like his hit stuff, is pretty theatrical. So that makes sense. But something that just made me laugh is he doesn't have much of that whine that he usually does. Because usually he's up in a higher register, yeah. so he has to whine to get out the notes, I guess. I don't know, but it's kind of weird. But in this one, it was pretty smooth through most of the song, as well as just, he has just the best musicians money can buy. Oh, yeah. I know he goes through them quickly, yeah. but they're still so good. Yeah, that's good. Well, I don't remember all the Ozzy and Black Sabbath songs that were on all the Guitar Hero versions, but here's a song from my favorite Ozzy album, 1988's No Rest for the Wicked. Unbearded Zack, baby, is ripping the solo on this one, Bloodbath in Paradise.
mints, chocolate ice cream, or cake. I know none of these are easy. It's on purpose. It's a podcast. Oh, this is brutal. It's not supposed to be easy. This is brutal, man. I gotta go cake if it's chocolate. Really? So chocolate cake over chocolate ice cream and junior mints. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So what's the worst job in the world? Like, what's the worst job you can think of? I got to start with, I'm usually an optimist. I can be realistic about stuff, but in terms of viewing the world, I'm pretty plus rather than minus on it. But if there's any kind of job where I couldn't even imagine like a positive outcome, that's the worst job. Yeah. Because I could be scooping up poop at some zoo, <laughs> but if I'm getting paid and I've got enough to feed my family, then I guess it's not that bad of a job. Oh, okay. What's the dream job? Supreme Court. Wow. wow. There's only nine of those, right? Well, we've talked about it. There's even less positions. Because they're trying to balance the male-female. Nobody says that out loud, and it's not written in any law. But Yeah, it's not a law. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you want to be a paleontologist at one time? Of course. I think there's only nine of those, by the way. I think there's less of those now. <laughs> All right. So, Supreme Court judge... Uh, I might need one someday, so that's good. Would you help me out of a ticket? Did you do it? Yes. No. Oh, that sucks. All right. Well, since we're talking about politics, let's talk about the presidents of the United States of America. Uh, No, not those presidents. I'm talking about the rock trio from Seattle who released their first album in 1995. I am surprised you like this song. Why do you like this song? Because it's kind of, it's almost part punk. Oh, it definitely is. Uh, first of all, it's an earworm, so yeah. that wouldn't make sense why I can't get out of my head. Yeah. But for this, the just oddity of it, even for the 90s, it's weird. And I say that's a plus, because it's also melodic. Yeah. And though I'm pretty indifferent about the 90s, for some reason, this song caught my attention. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, secret, uh, that was the brainwashing too, because every time I cut a peach, every time I open the can of peaches... <laughs> I had to sing Peaches because it's a catchy tune. So here's the presidents of the United States of America with Peaches. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat me a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. I'm moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Peaches come from a can, they were put there by a man in a factory downtown. And if I had my little way, I'd eat peaches every day. Sun soaking bulges in the shade. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. Moving to the country, gonna eat a lot of peaches. I took a little nap with a loose old twist, squished your rotten peach in my fist, and dreamed about you, a woman.
doing it here recording oh you mean like the awesome episode i did it's called hollywood's wild hair family affair released on december 7th 2019 please go back and listen to how it's really done because i bring it okay bye (laughs) (laughs) what a shameless plug bye what's more important for the music you listen to is it the music is it the beat is it the message of the lyrics what is it for you so when I was thinking about this, I kind of had to break it down into what is an addition and what is a detraction or something that takes away from the song itself. So in terms of additions, first, second, and third would be music, then message, then beat. But in terms of things that take away from my enjoyment of the song would be first, if the message is bad, second, if the music sucks, and then lastly, if the beat's super bland. So that turns you off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People say rock is dead. What is rock to you? Like if somebody says, do you listen to rock music? What bands pop into your head? Well, right now, heat pops into my head in terms of rock. So at least in America, rock is struggling to compete with R&B, hip hop, pop. But it seems that in Europe right now, it's doing really well. It's just trying to break in right now. Your thoughts on Cookie Monster vocals? You know what I'm talking about? yeah. I love Dragula by Rob Zombie. That's not really Cookie Monster. I'm talking serious. Yeah. Amaranth's great. It has grown on me. Okay. But Amaranth still has a little bit of melodic to it when the lady sings, right? So it's a little bit different. But that's the purpose, is the Cookie Monster is supposed to be a... It's uh, it's an opposite, certainly. Melody and Cookie Monster don't seem to go together. But together, they work. Because that's kind of the purpose. What do you know about Zeppelin? Do you know anything about Led Zeppelin? Yeah, Led Zeppelin's great. What do you know about them? That their guitar player has like a PhD in astrophysics or something. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the lead singer, he was pretty good. I remember watching some movie about Led Zeppelin in high school. What do you know about Sabbath? Black Sabbath? Ozzy, and then when... Who's the dude with the gigantic Flying V guitar? Oh, Randy Rhodes? Uh, The one with the polka dots? Oh, well, there's him, and yeah. then there's the other guy who's, like, giant fingers. Oh, that's Zach Wilde. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bullseye. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what do you know about the Rolling Stones? You know anything about the Rolling Stones? I know a lot about the Rolling Stones in reference to the Beatles, in terms of they came to America by the same time. They were the bad boys that the Beatles weren't. Were they, like, the sex symbol of the 50s? Yeah, I guess. The 60s, not really the 50s. But... <laughs> ew. Ugh. You said ew. Ew. <laughs> All right, so we were talking about the band Heat. 
band from Sweden. I simply cannot get enough. Uh, everybody that I know or I've told about Heat are totally getting into them. I can tell you tons about Heat. But I'll just leave it at they are absolutely awesome. And we've played a bunch of it. And really, we usually stick with the rock stuff. But here's a more Hall & Oates sounding tune called In and Out of Trouble.
I asked for your favorite songs, and amongst them, you listed Dick Dale and a Steve Vai song. So, first of all, who is Dick Dale, and how do you know who Dick Dale is? Isn't that the surfer music guy? Sure. I don't really know who Dick Dale is. I just know Miserloo. What's a Miserloo? Miserloo is, I'm guessing his most famous song, is also the song that starts Pulp Fiction. It's just a great song, supposed to be played on guitar, but I outfitted it on my bass, and then... That's how I impress people. In, that's how you impress people. At least in band. Wow. Because they, okay. for some reason, they all know it as well. Wow. And then you like the instrumental Steve Vai song. That's just because you like instrumentals, or is that Steve Vai? Well, that song, well, okay, Steve Vai, awesome. Like instrumental stuff as well. But that specific song is difficult, but it's within something I can learn to play on electric guitar. So it's within my skill set if I practice. And then it's interesting, on the opposite end, you like Motown, like the stylistics. I'm assuming because it's a little more stripped down and it's just vocal, basically, with, a, I guess, background music. Is that what it is? Well, it's just, it's a different complexity I'm thinking of. Motown, the instruments, obviously add to the singers. But for Steve Vai, I'm listening to it so I can learn to play the instrument. Motown, I'm listening to it so I can learn to sing it. Yeah. So it's just a different thing I'm focusing on. But even stripped down Motown, if it has a purpose, then it's good. Well, I like stripped down songs too. So we're going to play one off an album called Stripped from 1993 by a band called Pretty Maids. Original song was on Jump the Gun, but they changed it up a little. So here is Savage Heart.
Math, English, or science? Science. Well, that was easy. Of course it Figured, was. Oh, I should have threw history in there? That would have made it harder? No, that would have made it even easier. You would have picked history? Yeah. Okay, so why not math? I just don't have the passion for it that I do English, science, or history, though I'm pretty good at it. Oh, okay. Read, watch TV slash movies, or listen to music? Shoot. I don't think in the last couple years I've ever read without listening to music. You read while listening to music? Yeah, if I'm reading Is that to some... keep you awake? Because I keep falling asleep when I read, so maybe that's the answer. Well, if I'm reading like my 500 to 1,000 pages for school, I'll put on classical music. And depending how tired I am, I'll put on like intense classical music or just like dainty piano stuff. But if I'm just reading for fun, I'll People listen. People read for fun? Well, yeah. If I want to read like fiction or whatever, I'll listen to hard metal, class. I'll just put on playlists and random stuff. Wow. Okay. Um... I'd rather watch movies, or TV, actually. What are some of the instruments you play well? Best I'm at is bass, both guitar and the upright, and then I can say I can play guitar. I can't really play chords. That never really interested me, but I can solo very well, because I know all the scales from playing bass, and then I can fumble my way around piano. Okay. Why did you choose bass guitar, and why so late in life? We got, we need to get this story right. <laughs> Late in life, I'm probably just being stubborn. And Gianna was super good at it. And she had all the instruments. And she's two years younger. <laughs> yeah. But she's always been the middle child. So I don't know why I cared. <laughs> but I chose bass because a good friend of mine in, was it seventh grade? He played drums. And he played in the jazz band in middle school. So he's like, hey, do you want to join me in jazz next year? And then we can play in high school together? I was like, sure. So started taking bass lessons. I'm not quite ready for 8th grade, so I take lessons throughout the rest of the year. And then ninth grade comes, and I'm like, hey, I'm ready to play bass with you. And he's like, oh, I'm moving to Tennessee. So I was like, well, I know how to play bass. Might as well use it, even though can't do it with the one person I started this instrument for. I was begging you to pick up an instrument ever since you were like three years old. You were so stubborn. I'm like, I cannot believe we're going to go through all this. And all the guitars in the room hanging on the walls right now. It was like you weren't even interested. It was like, I don't know why. Yeah, so. That's my mistake. <laughs> Fortunately, I got a couple more decades that I can make use of my talents now. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Um, this next song we're going to play by Fate's Warning. I am super surprised that this connected with you. Because it's, it's almost prog metal. I don't know how many fans Fate's Warning has anymore, but I'm sure none of them under the age of 46. So I, what connected you to this song? The best way to explain it was it took the best parts of melodic rock that I could think of. I couldn't really put a finger on, well, it does this right or this right. It just kind of took the blend of what I like of melodic rock and then used it as well as it did remind me of Journey. And as I said before, Journey is just so, so good and it's in everything. I'm not sure anybody's ever compared Fate's Warning to Journey. They formed in 82 in Hartford, Connecticut. They got 12 studio albums, a bunch of live albums, compilations, all that. Uh, if you love progressive metal, I don't love a ton of it. But for some reason, there's some Fate's Warning stuff that absolutely connects with me. And here's a great song from the album Parallels, released in 1991, called Eye to Eye. <laughs> Thank you. 
What was the first song you learned to play on bass? Do you remember? The Mountain by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I mean, besides <laughs> Hot Cross Buttons, I guess. <laughs> uh, hot Cross Buns to the Mountain from TSO. Uh, okay, I guess you started late, so you had to catch up, I guess. So um, I asked you for some of your bass players. You listed Esperanza Spalding. I don't know who that is. She's a jazz upright bassist, also a singer. And are you learning about this in school, or what's going on there? I went with Oma to a jazz concert in San Francisco half my life ago, I guess, and she was there, and I saw this lady with an afro playing upright bass and singing and dancing in high heels, and I was like, wait, oh. what? I, I, I thought bass is supposed to be in the back. Why yeah. are you in the front? Yeah, that's cool. It was so good. Who's Anthony Jackson? So Anthony Jackson is also a jazz bass player. And he is known for, he plays a six-string bass. Okay. So, you know, there's a guy out there playing eight strings. Great. <laughs> the more the merrier. Okay, and who is Victor Wooten? Victor Wooten, also a jazz bass player. The best way to describe it is acoustic bass playing. So a lot of slapping and other, like, funk tricks, I guess, to play the bass. Okay. Lee Scalar? Yeah. Okay, who is that? So he was a session bassist in the 70s. A lot of music in the 70s that was recorded, he played bass on it. Okay. Geddy Lee, which I'm going to scratch out right now because I can't stand Rush. We're not even going to talk about him. Well, I don't need his voice. I just need his fingers. <laughs> well, nobody else needs his voice either. <laughs> um, James Jamerson, who is that? So he was, Sounds like a, a superhero in like Spider-Man or something. So he was the unsung hero of Motown. So Motown Classics, if most, if not all of the bass parts on Motown songs we know... He did him. Oh, okay. In the 60s. Adam Neely? What's he, shortstop for the Nationals or something? Who, who is he? No, so he's a uh, graduate from the Berklee School of Music. He's a jazz bassist, uh, lives in New York, and he has a YouTube channel just basically teaching music theory for me, dummy, and then people who are much smarter than me. But he's, he's really good, and it's fun videos, and it's really, uh, it's like teaching through YouTube. Michael League, next door neighbor? Like, who is it? So he is also a uh, jazz bassist, as most of these yeah. people are. Um, but he has a band called Snarky Puppy. I don't know why it has that name. But they're based out of New York as well. And they have just some of the craziest, best music I've ever heard that's jazz. Wow. And then, of course, Billy Sheehan. I didn't know a bunch of these. I'm learning some stuff. But I know a ton about Mr. Sheehan. He has a ton of great music out there. And here's a deeper cut from one of his main bands, Mr. Big, called Voodoo Kiss.
It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. Tell me your relationship with Kiss. What do you know about Kiss? How do you know it? Well, the short version is I didn't like them, and now I love them. Okay, why didn't you like them? Because think, your dad did, or no? I don't think it was that. I think it was when I was younger. Their faces were probably pretty scary to a little kid. Do you know one of them is a kitty cat? He doesn't look like a kitty cat. He looks more <laughs> like a cat demon. <laughs> And one has a star in his eye. That's not scary. Some of the poses he does is a little weird. (laughs) Okay, we'll leave it at that. Okay, so (laughs) there's this thing about fake Ace and Cheater Chris. And basically what that means is Ace Fraley and Peter Chris were the original Spaceman and Catman. And now it's not Ace and Peter anymore. So they call them fake Ace and Cheater Chris. Do you care who the Spaceman or Catman is? I think as I learn more... I do care about the originals. The guys that came after were for the best because the originals aren't on good terms anymore. They wouldn't have been able to make more of that same high-quality music that we've known and grown to love. But I do still think that it is important to remember the originals because they are the beginnings of one of the biggest brands and bands in all of history. I understand it's for the best that the originals aren't in the same room together as we saw through what was it, the Hall of Fame Awards? Yeah. Where they couldn't stand each other. <laughs> so yeah, they probably shouldn't be making music together. But it is still the beginnings. You've seen Kiss live once, right? Oh, so good. I remember, what, Gene Spit, Fire and Blood, and then they had the balloon drop. Yeah. What was that even for? Was it New Year's or something? No, they just do that every time. Every time? <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what happens when you have that much money. <laughs> yeah. But they were fun to watch. I don't know if I like them or Sammy Hagar more with his bar on stage. Oh, you like the Sammy Hagar show? That was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Hagar doesn't like Kiss very much. Really? Yeah, he opened for him back in the day and they threw stuff at him because they wanted to see Kiss. So. <laughs> That's so funny because he is big. Now, should we consider this a successful experiment? Yes! Okay, so Kiss-wise, there is tons of covers out there. But I know that one of Anthony's favorite songs of all time is War Machine. So here is a band called The Furnace with their rendition of War Machine. Battle line. Battle line. I'm again, it's just a matter 
Dean! Well, there you have it. Another wild hair in the books, although he wasn't here. And Anthony has had the displeasure of actually meeting him. Stephen Michael, thanks for all you do. And Jen, thanks for dealing with him 24-7, because we only dealt with him for probably about seven, and that was more than enough. Uh, again, if you want to listen to the playlist, it's on Spotify and called Hollywood Cartel Playlist by Sonny Pooney. Anthony, of all the songs we played today, could you sing any of them? Fate's Warning, War Machine, Time Machine, the Unity Song, the Pretty Maid Song. Could you sing any of them? Hmm. Uh, that's a big fat no. Maybe War Machine. I could try. You want to try? Not really. Okay, I'm just wondering. Anthony, I know I don't say it enough, but I'm super proud of the man you're becoming. Uh, you're already further along at 19 than I was at 25, and some would say 50. But <laughs> that's that's beside the point. Uh, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. In true grown-up rock fashion, we are going to shuffle, rattle, and roll us out of here. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.